mm-hmm. in your body. It stores trauma. And when you have pain, sometimes that pain is not a physical manifestation. It's an emotional manifestation. And unless we deal with that emotion and actually release it and let it go, you will still continue to have that recurring pain because it's connected to that trauma and that emotion that's attached to it. So dealing with our emotional health is just as important as our physical health. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we have a very special guest on the healing journey. We have ourselves, Fran Garten. She helps women, uh, you know, on their healing journey specifically as well as so many uh, on our uh, journey as well that are there too. They actually help let stop from living in pain, which is the number one reason that uh, people find this miracle plant in the raw form. So what, what a great combination we have here with her pain-free fitness and all that she offers. So Fran, welcome to the Miracle uh, Miracle Plant podcast. I can't wait to get in it with you. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. It's great to be you, here. You bet. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey and pain <laughs> management, because I'm telling you, pain, it's a, it's, a, it's a black and white response that we see that people come through us with fibromyalgia, arthritis, neuropathy, and they either roll the little oil on their fingers or their toes or wherever the pain is, or they take a sublingual under their oil and it starts to immediately reduce inflammation and pain. So I would love to hear about your journey and let's align, let's heal the world. All right. Uh, I always find that's the most difficult question. I will sum up my journey in a, in a nice little story. Uh, I was an adult educator in, uh, we'll go back to 2011 and I was working for the school board and I had been under a lot of stress and it caused nausea, headaches, blurry vision, things like that. But as many people do, I just sort of brushed it off and went, it'll be fine. Everything will be okay. My, I'll just adjust and started, you know, just kind of living that way. And then one morning I went into work and I turned the lights on in my classroom and I couldn't see anything. I had lost the vision. And for about 15 seconds, I had no vision at all. Then vision came back to one of my eyes, but the left eye, I did not have any vision in it. And I ended up getting a migraine with that vision loss. And I ended up being in bed for four months with a migraine that wouldn't go away and with this vision loss. And it was all stress induced. And from that point on, I really started looking at, you know, what I was doing in my life, how things were, you know, my body, my, my spirit, everything, how I was feeling and how I was living and realizing that I had to make some changes. And shortly after recovering from that, I ended up getting a fibromyalgia diagnosis and from the onset of pain to my diagnosis was about a year and a half. And the pain was like bolts of electricity through my arms and hands and feet and legs. And I couldn't sleep and I could barely walk. And I just really was just functioning, coping. I wasn't living. I wasn't thriving at all. I was just coping and, um, and barely at that. 
And that's when I sort of took a deep dive into what was happening with me from an emotional point of view, what was going on physically and what was going on from a nutritional point of view, like what was happening to my body and what changes I had to make. So I really started diving into the mindset piece and the emotional piece and doing a lot of work on that. And that released a lot of emotions, but it also released a lot of pain in my body. And so now I live really with minimal medication. Like, and if I do take stuff, it's natural and um, no pain. And I've really maintained that through making sure my body is moving well and is happy the way that it moves. So I've shifted my mind from thinking about exercise and to start thinking about movement and start thinking about doing things that my body does on a daily basis, more functional things, as opposed to lifting heavy things, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, I never understood the going on the treadmill. It's like, well, go run outside and go somewhere, do something. Don't just sit on the treadmill, go yeah. out there and, and, uh, or, you know, walk to the grocery store, or ride your bike to the gym or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? T- take the stairs instead of the elevator. Yes. But, uh, and so, well, we definitely got to get you, uh, and, and some alleviate X, and a roll-on, Alleviate X is a little organic white willow bark infused with the whole plant, cold-pressed miracle plant. And uh, the roll-on is, uh, we've got some mango butter in there and hemp seed oil and uh, 1,250 milligrams of cold-pressed hemp uh, mm-hmm. to help with any aches and pains when you do have those uh, aches and pains. And it's the world's greatest anti-inflammatory, works just like aloe vera, helps the sunburn, raw hemp, raw hemp helps with pain and inflammation. So tell us a little bit more. And also I want to welcome to the stage my mom, Janet Ben Gaylor, the head of research and development for the Miracle Plant Podcast. I'm sure you two will get along famously. Let me, uh, but ask you, what is it that you do to pay it forward? Now that you have figured this out, you've turned your message, your message, so to speak. What is it that you do to pay it forward to help others? I teach people how to, you know, get rid of those aches and pains in their body. It's sometimes it's a matter of, how are you sitting? How are you standing? How are you picking things up? Like really simple things that can be taught to anybody and just more awareness of the body of what's actually happening with the body. Because when we do, when we dive into, you know, there's a lot of research on pain and the connection to emotions and the connection to like the brain and the muscle, right. And that sort of connection piece is really, really important because, you know, people don't really think about that. I think sometimes we feel very disconnected to our body and that it's something separate and that we're not really paying attention. So a lot of the things that I do as like you're saying, pay it forward. Well, what are you doing? How are you standing? What, what are you doing when you, you know, put on your shirt? What does that look like? Because those little functional everyday mechanics make a big difference in how you are actually, you know, feeling the muscles, or if you have aches and pains, what are you actually doing that's causing it? Because sometimes it's a matter of you're standing with your feet turned out, right? So like I'm in my feet are in sort of like a 10 and two position on the clock. Well, I'd like them to be at 12 o'clock because then that just rotates everything so that it's straight. It's not rotated out. The wrong muscles are not contracting when they don't need to be. So little things like that in alignment and posture and breathing, um, those are all really fundamental to figuring out what is going on in the body. And sometimes it's a simple correction of standing a different way that makes all the difference for the muscles and the joints in the body. 
Love it. Well, that is so cool. That's so cool. And you'll have to give us one more of those little interesting, uh, you know, you know, examples that help uh, with people as well. But before you do, I wanted to get my mom on the stage. I know she's got questions and comments. And so welcome to the stage, mom. How are we doing? I'm doing great. I know I just love all this because I think all healers have some commonalities. A, first you have to recognize your body and the role of your body and how you use your body plays and all the uh, issues that we have. And I've been a holistic healer my whole life. And actually my certifications are like integrative nutritionist and I'm a psychologist or whatever. And so, no, I totally agree with you. I'm actually going through a torn rotator cuff, torn uh, bicep tendon issue at the moment, which I've mainly actually healed on my own just through uh, diet and our CBDA. And I've talked to a little bit of physical therapy now, uh, just because it's something you should do, I guess. But anyway, so I know I totally believe the healing journey starts with understanding your body. And then obviously diet and nutrition are huge. And that's why I feel so blessed on my, used to brag about how many decades I've been helping people, but now I just say many decades. Uh, was finding what we call the magic to me is the CBDA, our bodies make endocannabinoids and our CBDA, the raw whole uh, organic hemp plant that we use literally matches the endocannabinoids that our body makes. And mainly by uh, getting rid of inflammation and then also repairing and regenerating nerves. And I'd seen in your history too about fibromyalgia. And so we work with a lot of people with fibromyalgia, it, it, which clears up pretty quickly just because it gets rid of the inflammation that as you know, is the basis for all autoimmune diseases like migraines and fibromyalgia. And then it literally can regenerate the nerves. And so I work with people taking 28 medications and um, not many people actually seek out physical help or diet changes, sadly. So that's fantastic that you have that. But again, too, so we have kind of a shortcut with the CBDA. But again, too, what you're doing is what people need to do lifestyle and long-term. So I'm very excited to hear like simple things like standing with your feet straight or not standing with one hip turned out or things like that. So I can't wait to hear more of your ideas. Thanks so much, Janet. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, when you mention about food and how people really don't want to... I don't know why, maybe it's uncomfortable, maybe it's a challenge, maybe there, there's lots of excuses, but I, I, I say, you know, something that I did, and I say this to my clients, if you're going to change one thing, how about we just eliminate sugar? Like, just get rid of sugar. That will change so many things from, you know, from a, from a, when we look at the fascia and the connective tissue in the body, like the fascia gets all sticky when there's all that sugar in there and it should be flexible. It should move. It should slide. We should move without pain. So when I, you know, make a fist with my fingers, I shouldn't be feeling that in my fingers because the, 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 all the tendons, ligaments, everything moves the way that it should, because it's healthy. The fascia is healthy. If the fascia is not healthy, then you're going to end up moving and getting pain when you move because the fascia actually doesn't move properly. And if people that are listening don't really know what I mean by fascia, a great example that people can identify with is think about that plantar fascia on the bottom of the foot. Some people will say, I have plantar fasciitis. Well, that's inflammation of the fascia. And the reason it's inflamed is that it's stuck. It's not healthy. It doesn't have blood flow. So when you actually try and walk, it pulls, which then causes pain. So if we could just make the fascia healthy, then that foot and the bottom of the foot is going to move the way that it should. So another tip for your listeners is let's eliminate some sugar. Like look at what you're eating. 
and how much sugar. And I know for some people, they, they kind of look at me or they gasp and think, Oh my God, how am I going to get rid of all the sugar? You don't have to get rid of all the sugar. How about we reduce the sugar? How about we go for 20 grams of sugar max a day? That's it. That's it. That's all. And, and, and just see where it's hiding because if, if you're eating, you know, foods that are prepared or sauces or salad dressings or things like that, there's hidden sugar in those things. So look where the sugar is coming from and, you know, go to whole foods, go to things that you're making at home, as opposed to faster, more convenient items, because that's where the processed things are, which is going to cause the inflammation, which is going to cause, you know, gut health problems. And, um, by just looking at that one little piece and reducing your sugar, if, if elimination is not totally possible, fine, just reduce it. And that will make a huge difference in the inflammation and pain that you have in your body. That is so true. I always recommend kind of an 80, 20 rule, <laughs> that, yeah. you know, so, and again, too, I totally agree with that. I actually, as part of not moving my arm all this time because I was injured, I developed a problem with my fascia where it had actually attached to the bone in my shoulder. Uh, and I looked at some great healers that were helping me, but I had not really thought much about fascia either until that happened. And then the uh, massage therapist, I think, is the one who basically got rid of it. But again, too, by loosening it, and I, you don't even think about that. It's like a hidden part of your body that's incredibly important that, that we don't even think about. And I like your idea of the no sugar. It's so hidden, like high fructose corn syrup. I think getting rid of all corn is another good idea, by the way. Yeah, um, so I could talk, Janet, you and I could talk about food forever. The right. Fury Five, dairy, gluten, soy, sugar, corn. Let's just try and get those out of our body. And I think that many of the people that I work with and that you work with and that are listening to this podcast, if they got rid of those things, it would make a huge difference to their gut health, which will then affect all the other parts of the body. <laughs> Absolutely true. My other big step, I'm actually in the middle of writing my stuff down now after years of doing it. So I'm writing a book right now. But my first step is organic. Stop poisoning yourself. You know, every bite of food that you that's not organic, you're eating Roundup, which is a carcinogen and a neurotoxin, and it's just deadly. And it's hidden in everything. And so that's one of my first steps. And my other one, along with the five you mentioned, is just increase your water. Water mm. is vital. And so simple thing, take your body weight, divide it in half. That's how many ounces you should have. Um, but to me, even taking any of those steps, you know, get rid of the sugar, go organic and get rid of sugar. You'd be already at about 40, 50 percent of, of health. And so, again, too, one problem is getting that information out there, which is why we have the podcast and have guests like you to share these things, because everybody learns kind of differently from different people. And so I please share some more of your knowledge so that people listening to this can learn what you've learned on your journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I think, you know, an 80-20 rule is awesome. You know, I personally am gluten free um, because it just does not agree with me. It causes massive inflammation in the, in my body and mm -hmm. lots of digestive issues. So, you know, that's something that I would say for people as well, just kind of experiment. Like that's the, that's the biggest thing that I would say for everyone that's listening, pick one thing. Okay. Don't do, you don't have to do everything because everything is overwhelming and you'll never stick to it. And then nothing will work or you won't know what works. So pick one thing. So if you want to increase your water intake, great. Yes, you're right. Body weight divide in half. That's what you need to drink. That's how many ounces or reduce your sugar or walk every day, like pick one thing and do that for about two or three weeks. If you can do it even for a month, 
before you add something else. That's what I say. And then once you've got that new habit established, then you can add another little change that you make. And then it just becomes your normal, right? Because right now, if you're in a state where you're inflamed, you have pain, you can't sleep, your poop is terrible, like you don't, you can't digest everything. Like all of these things are signs that something is going on in the body. Like, and you know, I'm sure you, you, when you help people, you say this to them, Janet, like your digestion, I mean, we should eat and poop. Like, like that's how, that's how it works. You eat and poop, like, right. You eat, you take what you need and you eliminate the rest, but for, and there shouldn't be lots of bloating. There shouldn't be gas. There shouldn't be all these pains. You shouldn't have all this, you know, um, acid reflux or heartburn or whatever you want. None of that stuff should happen when you eat. So if you're eating and then you're not pooping a couple times a day, that's a problem. Like I have had clients that have come to me and said, I poop every two days. What? what do you mean every two days? Well, that's normal. No, it's not normal. (laughs) No, like this is, these are fundamental things that people are maybe don't know about or don't think it's a big deal. Or I've always been that way. That's what I hear. It's always been like that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that's the way it's supposed to be. That's not how we're designed. So start paying attention to what's going on with your body. So from a, a water intake perspective. Yes, I agree, Jenna, hundred percent. We need to drink more water, but are you peeing right after you drink? Cause that's a problem, right? Like you're not absorbing what you're drinking. Right. And so what's happening with the system, be pay attention to what's going on with your system, because that is the key thing. I think for everybody is to actually be aware of what's happening with their body. And I know that there are lots of people out there who are not. So start paying attention. And yeah, the majority of people are not in my frustration. I become very focused right now on obesity, especially in children. Um, adults now we're at like 40 plus, you know, clinically obese, not just a little bit chubby. And our children are coming along. And we had interviewed a doctor a while back who was saying with our children, if they are still overweight or obese when they enter puberty, they have a 95% chance of still being obese the rest of their lives, regardless of any known medical interventions. And mm. it just scared me because I, everywhere I go, I see these young kids and these toddlers that are already weight. It's not acute fat. It's they're overweight. Yeah. And so that's another thing too, and that's another sign of your body and your health not working. If your body's unable to digest the food you're eating, if it has to store odd chemicals that you're eating as fat and things like that. Um, so no, I think you're right. They start slowly. You can't do it all at once and try to make new habits. And again, thing, the problem is getting the word out to people. I know so many people in my family, I think I'm the only, there's two of my large family who are healthy and the rest mock everything we eat. That's healthy as they're eating their big Macs and ordering their steaks and eating canned horrifying foods. And so in our society, it seems like it's not popular to be healthy and to be really focused on healthy food. Yeah. It's really challenging. You know, it's interesting. And you probably feel the same way. We're in the system, we're in this system and we're in this wellness space and we are, we have had things or we are recovering from things or we're past that, but other people like, well, how did you do it? Like, I, I don't, I don't take medication for my fibromyalgia. I did when I first got diagnosed because I didn't know any better. And when you take medication, like, like man-made right prescription drugs that is really screwing up with that gut health. Like it really is affecting 
the, all the bacteria, the healthy bacteria that's in there. And that is affecting everything else in the body. And people just think, well, it helps me, right? It's a quick magic pill. Sure. It is. It's much easier for me to keep taking whatever, you know, naproxen or meloxicam or whatever they want to give me, but that doesn't fix the problem, right? That's not the root cause of the problem. That's just a band-aid solution to what's going on. The problem is that, you know, you're not getting the nutrients that you need, or you're eating things that your body doesn't like, or you're not drinking enough water, or your sleep is horrible. Like there, there are other causes, or maybe it's an emotional thing. Like that's something that I learned too, on my journey, your body stores emotion in mm-hmm. your body. It stores trauma. And when you have pain, sometimes that pain is not a physical manifestation. It's an emotional manifestation. And unless we deal with that emotion and actually release it and let it go, you will still continue to have that recurring pain because it's connected to that trauma and that emotion that's attached to it. So dealing with our emotional health is just as important as our physical health. Well, I'd love to jump in on that too, because I, I, I've definitely, we've, we've touched on that in a few different uh, podcasts lately about the, that emotional pain or that emotional health or some people's identity where, you know, they identify with having fibromyalgia or neuropathy and it's a part of who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like letting go of that pain is like letting go of who they are. And, and, and uh, if you want, I'd love for you to keep going down that path because uh, I, I find it very fascinating and I'm, I'm sure our listeners are would, uh, would as well. Yeah, sure, Justin. You know, the thing that I, that I, when I work with people and talk to them about this, though, sometimes when people identify and keep that, that pain in their body, um, they are getting something from it. There's a benefit to them. And, and let me explain what I mean by that. Let's say I have, we'll use fibromyalgia, okay? And it gives me debilitating pain. And then that what happens is when I'm in a flare, then in my life, I have to, I don't go to work. I don't have to take care of my family. I don't have to take care of anything because everybody else will do it for me. Yeah. And I get the time out that I need. So from a benefit, and I put that in quotation marks, a benefit perspective, it is giving me something that I need. It's giving me the time out from life because I can't function. So holding on to that identity and holding on to that pain point is really important for that person because there's something they get from it positive, again, in quotation marks, but they get something from it. So when people are not wanting to release that and get and and leave that behind, there is a purpose for them to hold on to it. So I would say to your listeners, what is the purpose of holding on to that pain? Like, why is that? And it could stem from many different things. Let's say when you were growing up, you maybe you were, you know, the the oldest of all the kids in the family. Well, the baby of the family, the younger kids got more attention from mom and dad, let's say right? And you didn't get as much because you were older and you were more independent. So that's something that might've been missing from your life. Well, now you have an environment where, and a situation where you have a chronic condition or you have a pain situation. And when that flares, you get the love, you get the care, you get the focus that you didn't get when you were younger. And sometimes people don't make that connection right now. They're like, well, I just have pain. Okay. But there's a reason for it. And if we look into that sort of emotional piece and really think about 
how you, how you grew up, what was missing in your life? What did you have? Like all these pieces come together and you kind of go, oh yeah, like that, it serves me to stay in pain because then I get what I've been missing my whole entire life when I'm in that flare. Does that make sense? The way I've explained it? Absolutely. We call it secondary gains in psychology. And then people get very offended often when you try to imply that because they say, why would I ever choose this pain? Because again, too, if you're not in touch with early trauma, it doesn't have to be trauma, although plenty of us have trauma. Uh, Like you say, just your family, sibling group and where you were, and perhaps you were the one that always had to do all the extra work or take care of the baby, or you're the one that had to fill in for mom or whatever. And so few of us, and you don't have to go like Freudian type stuff, but just help and kind of Write, write your own story about your life and see if you can figure out where some of the issues came in or look at your current relationships with your siblings and things like that. And so you're absolutely right. You can have the best diet in the world, but if you have not taken care of some of those emotional issues, uh, you're still going to have those chronic problems. And again, too, so analyze the secondary gains. And then also, like you had mentioned, there's all kinds of pills. And in America, that's kind of what we want. We want that shortcut. And we want that reassurance of a doctor making a decision for us. I had a son who was very, very ill. And I remember that tear in my heart. I knew what they were recommending for him. He was just two weeks old, was not a medication, but to stand up to a doctor and take his life into my own hands and say, no, I don't believe that. I have to find another way is very, very scary. And many people just can't do that. And especially doctors act so forceful and knowledgeable and confident that, well, of course you just do this, that it's very, very hard for a lot of people to not follow that medical path. And also some of those drugs are kind of addictive <laughs> and instant pain relief is kind of addictive. Yeah. And so I think one reason people haven't switched to looking at their water, their healthy lifestyle, analyzing their life and other approaches. Yeah, and you're right. You know. It, and I think it, it, it's important because, you know, we're coming from it from our perspective, right? All the things that we've learned and things that we have done that have, have helped us. And then other people, so doctors, for example, are coming from their medical perspective. And then physios are coming from their, like, so we all come from our own perspective. But I think you're right is that sometimes, and I'm only speaking of myself and how I felt when I was in the height of my pain, right? Before I even knew and got a diagnosis of anything. All I wanted was the pain to stop like legit. That's all I wanted. And I, and I've said this on other podcasts and I'll say it here and I don't mean it in a negative way at all. If you want me to cut a head off a chicken, not that I'm advocating that because I'm not, but if you want me to cut a head off a chicken and dance around in the sunlight or the moonlight and in, when it's a thunderstorm, if you tell me that that's going to make the pain go away when I'm in the height of my flare, okay, that's what I'll try. And I think that sometimes people just are so overwhelmed and exhausted from being in that chronic pain cycle that they'll just take whatever. And you're right, a drug, a a prescription from a doctor, yeah, I'm going to take that and the effects of it are going to be immediate. Is it going to fix my problem? Absolutely not. But will it mask it enough that my, my pain will go down? 100%. Right. So it's it's all about your perspective. And I think some people, like you said, getting the word out, they don't really know where to go. They don't know what to do. And so I would say to people listening, ask, ask people that, you know, do some research, open your mind. okay, to the possibility that there are other things out there that you have yet to experience or to even learn about that could help your situation, because there are many people in the world who suffer with pain 
and they will suffer with pain forever. Absolutely. Because they don't want to be proactive in taking, yeah. And some people just don't have that awareness or capability or access or habit to do that too. Like for instance, with my torn rotator cuff and I was at that point where the pain, I'm, I was getting depressed. I just wanted to cry. I just wanted to lay there. And then luckily I had the CBDA already and started taking just more and more of it. And so it's gotten so much better that it's pretty much almost gone now, but most people would not have that. So I, I'm just blessed that I've learned through my lifestyle of learning things that I, we've found this took care of the problem and also made me sleep which is huge but many people that's why it's we're so focused on trying to get like the method you're recommending and to be like the ultimate pain reliever to me is the cbda that matches right up with our body's endocannabinoid system but getting anything out there to overwhelm like the tv commercials on all these medications and things and for people to realize there's alternatives or there's or there's downsides in the medications and things um, it's a huge task. It's one of the main reasons we do the podcasts. And so bless yeah. you, your experience and what you're sharing. Absolutely. And I, and I think another thing too, like we've talked about here is, is that uh, even with technology, the way it is, I mean, look how far we've come with information uh, in the last 10, 15 years. Now there's this new technology called chat GPT which is a, an AI platform and it's an open learning system that continues to evolve. Uh, obviously we don't want it to get to the point of the Terminator and Skynet versus John Connor, but right now, um, because you know, when you live in, in maybe a, a small town uh, and then you don't have access to libraries or, or um, open thought, now you do, you literally can go to chat GPT and type in, I have fibromyalgia list 20, ways that i can uh, help relieve the pain and in that it'll 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 cite research and doctors i've seen that with blogs that it can write it's incredible that there is technology out there and obviously look at what we're doing right now i'm talking on an iphone uh you know in on and you know with uh, over you know uh country borders and i'm in california and my mom's in nebraska you know, Fran, you're up in Canada and we're having this incredible conversation about helping people take control of their health. And so we have podcasts and we have YouTube that has great videos and and even Google, you know, especially the organic um, natural listings that without the ads, they still kind of censor the ads. But 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 in the most part, we there is. Um, but you have to do your step, right? You have to take your step, which is to, do you want to take control of your health? And that's why we've seen so many people come into our office with that type of pain, that flare up, that fibromyalgia, that rheumatoid arthritis, that neuropathy. And they take a little oil like aloe vera on a sunburn and the pain goes down or goes away. And that is the epiphany for them to think, oh my goodness, finally something worked and there isn't massive side effects. You know, whether I'm damaging my liver or kidney like other, you know, pills that you take or I'm gaining weight or I'm becoming aggressive or I'm drowsy or there's brain fog or whatever the side effects are, or it's not a long term solution. You can't stay on these pills for the rest of your life. Number one, they've never even studied that. They have no idea what the long term effects are of someone taking some of these pills for 10 years. And some of these pain prescription pills were only meant for five days, you know, 10 days max is what it says on the bottle, not to refill year after year. Um, so again, 
that's what's so beautiful about the miracle plant is that we get to share these stories and bring on these experts and these healers to talk about ways to to take control of your health and if it's a if it's a, a plant fantastic if it's posture fantastic but we want you to do your research to, to develop your philosophy and continue to learn so i hope everybody did uh, is there a final message you wanted to leave with our audience fran and where can they find more about you to learn more about what you do yeah, um, I think the final message that I would leave with people is that you really do have the power to change things in your life if you really want to. And if you don't want to, that's okay too. That is your choice. There is Justin's here, Jan's here, I'm here. There are lots of people out there that are doing things that are helping you heal and live without pain and do it in a safe way and in a holistic way. I think that is something that's really important as well. Be holistic. If, and if one thing doesn't work, it's okay. Try something else. There's a lot of things out there. Just don't give up. And if people want to find me, they can find me on Instagram. It's Fran Garten Pain Coach. And you can just come there and give me a follow. And I'd love to chat with you. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, at the end of every episode of The Miracle Plant, we say heal the world. Because that is the mission to meet 1 billion people, whatever it is, YouTube videos or seeds or products or podcast downloads. They all count the same for us. We want to pay it forward for what this miracle plant did for my son and clearing the fog for him. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. Ready? One, two, three. Heal, heal the world. The world. Well, thanks for joining us, friend, and thank you for listening in on the Miracle Plant Podcast. If you like this episode, rate, review, pass it along, forward it, and uh, make sure you be a blessing, everybody, and happy healing! Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.